0: Good
1: evening. Good evening. Um, another year has gone by <laughs> since Alison and friends were at here last. Alison hasn't really got a lot to say today because um, I've given it over to others that can maybe do it a little bit better than me. Terence was talking the other day about, on a, I think it was on a Sunday morning, about the names of God mm. and how you could keep a church going for seven years was it? 30 years I think. 30, mm-hmm. oh, I knew it, 30, years. 30 years. Well I'm on my fourth <laughs> Thursday and I thought oh I don't know, I, I, not that I'm fed up with the names of God, mm. I'm not fed up but I was just struggling to, um, because I've always had something coming to me. Do you know what I mean? I've always had like, uh, oh, right, I think that'll be really nice for that Thursday or that'll be really nice for that Thursday. But mm-hmm. n- nothing came to me uh, this time. And I was cleaning my bedroom the other day by the, down by the side of my bed and um, looking through some books. And I came across a little uh, notelet that Joyce had sent me many years ago, I can't work out I was about to have a baby and it had just been her birthday so it could be Joel <laughs> but it could be Matthew and um, I was trying to think because I remembered, I'm, ju- I'm going to tell you this and i was got nothing to do with anything that i was saying, <laughs> but it's got a new about, about my, the shawl that I would, um, somebody had made me a shawl and I had bought some pretty little flowers to put on it and my mother said, what did you, you put the spoil in that shawl I put no flowers on there? And I was I was upset, I know you like when you're about to give birth. Um, it really annoyed me and I got all upset. And of course, she, Joyce must have been living up north when this was happening. The and I told her about it. And I said, and she's really stressed me out because she don't like the idea of me putting these flowers <laughs> on, on this shawl. And then this is what she's written by her. Just think that very soon you'll be holding a lovely new baby, making everyone jealous. And she'll love the shawl. That now never happened.
2: She's no profit.
1: <laughs> no. She'll love the shawl you've embroidered, even if no one else does. Unless <laughs> she's put only joking. Exclamation marks. <laughs> so, but it's got. So it's got nothing to do with what's written inside. But what was. The written on the outside gave me inspiration and that is the future is as bright as the promises of God mm. and I thought that's what we're going to look at we're going to look at I mean promises hundreds of them I know in the Bible but we're going to look at three promises tonight I I don't like promising anything to anyone because very often can't keep those promises that I've let people down and people have let me down people have promised me something Mm -hmm. especially um, Beacue for example (laughs) (laughs) they have promised me loads and I've delivered on hardly any of those promises you can't rely on people, you can't rely on those that are nearest and dearest to you all the time even though, you know Like, Joe has been promising to cook us tea for weeks. (laughs) We haven't had any. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. It was my fault we didn't work the last time. But do you know what I'm saying? We we are let down. We promise people and we we say, oh, I promise, I promise I'll do that. And then it comes to it and we can't fulfill the promise. And the same with other people that promise us things and they can't fulfill those promises. But God, when God promises and his word is full of those promises, then we can rely on the fact that he will fulfill those promises. Promises that are on a day-to-day basis and promises that we have that one day we're going to see him face-to-face. We know because of the way that he is with us in our lives day-to-day, keeping his promises, (coughs) we know that we can put our faith in him to keep his promise, that one day we're going to see him face to face and the future is as bright as the promises of God and the promises of God are very bright and of course this is the rainbow as we all know has been hijacked by Mm. certain people but do you know what that is God's promise and I always whenever I see a rainbow and I spoke about it the the other day whenever I see a rainbow I think Mm. God's faithful, God will always keep his promises Mm. and whoever lays me down Whoever I let down, I know that we can... And that's no excuse, mind, to, to mm-hmm. let people down. No, we, we're only human. We should always try to, to, to help those that, um, that are around us, especially if we promise. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, it's enough waffling on from me. I, I like that as well, because at the time, we were um, going into the general election when I found this. And I thought, whatever has happened last Thursday has got no bearing on the promises of God because mm-hmm. he will keep his promises. Whoever's in 10 Downing Street, however our, which way our world is going, which way our country is going, um, God's promises will always ring true. So I like I say, that's enough of my waffling. We're going to have three promises tonight. The first one is going to be David. And he is going to read, are you Matthew? 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he is going to be speaking on, where, which is quite apt for us tonight. The There's a lot of empty seats. It was quite a nice number of us here on Sunday, but tonight we got quite a lot of empty seats. And I picked David because when he prays, he always says, Not many of us here, but you are here. And that's the promise to us tonight, is where two or three are gathered in my name. is that wonderful? Like we when we meet on a on a Tuesday in the Jan and Pauline and, mm-hmm. and Nolan, Chris all yeah, it's just so nice. It's just four of us, and yet we feel his presence mm-hmm. there with us. It's it's really wonderful. So where two or three are gathered in my name, I will mm-hmm. be there um, in the midst. So so that's David's going to start us off, and then Janice is going to um, carry on from there with. One of her favourites, I believe, is as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins from you. And that's another wonderful promise, that our sins have been removed. And that is Psalm 103, verse 12. And then Joel is going to finish us off, because I tell you what, now, Billy Graham the (laughs) 2nd and and he needs more practice so he's going to finish us off with everyone's favourite I'm not going to tell you what he's going to finish us off with because I want you to guess what everyone's favourite promise I think would be from God so he's going to finish us off with that so Dave, over to you
2: where the two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them when Alison gave me this topic for the night, she justified it by saying, and she's already said this of course, that I quote it quite often. You know, there two thoughts came to my mind when uh, I went home that night after she said that. One was, would I be quoting such a verse if I belong to a church with 50 or more of a congregation because I seem to I according to um, you know Alison I use that quite a lot because we are a very small number as she has already said again tonight. You know, it's encouraging them to know that although we are a small number, Christ is in the midst.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, maybe it's a case that we and small congregations all over the world appreciate Christ's presence more than those that belong to big, big churches. Mm. Do they quote, where the two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if I was a betting man, I'd say not so much as we do, or in this case, as I do. Mm. Pardon me. <laughs> the second thought that came to my mind is, is this, that is this verse that I'm quoting, one of those verses, which there are many of, I suppose, that are completely taken out of context and should never be used in that particular situation, being the fact that we're only small in number, that the situation being that we're small in number, and so we quote this verse. Is looking into this verse, this promise, going to spoil it for me for the rest of my life? <laughs> okay. And I've got to be honest, on my first look at it, it seemed that my worst fears were justified. <laughs> Christ, uh, it seems, well it doesn't seem, he is. He's given a lesson on church discipline. Yeah. Verse 15 of that chapter says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him uh, his fault between yourself and him alone. If you use it, thou hast gain thy brother. God is, is Jesus is telling us it uh, was well, probably the first church meeting that ever was this is. or uh, saying our church meeting shall be run and it says if you will not hear thee then take with thee one or two more now I don't know if there's any math- mathematicians in here but if it's you and you take one or two more that's two or three and if, you, if you're not a ma- ma- mathematician it tells you anyway, after that in the mouth of the two or three witnesses every word may be established and then of course he goes on to say other things about what you should loose on earth you should be loosed in heaven and and all this and and then it it ends up with that that verse for where the two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them seems to me there's nothing to do at all with the fact that when we come together there's only two of us or three of us here but don't worry God is with us so thanks a bunch for that obviously <laughs> totally ruined it for me <laughs> but then again uh, I thought over it again I thought isn't Christ always with us hasn't mm-hmm. he promised that he will never leave us
0: Amen.
2: that he will never forsake us In fact, the Bible tells us that He resides in us. Mm -hmm. He inhabits us. So we can quote, and I'm going to continue to quote, if I do, quote that verse, I'm going to continue to quote it because it's got to be true. Mm -hmm. Where the two or three are gathered together in my name, Christ is going to be here in the midst of us. Because we are first in with us. Because He inhabits us. So I don't want to look at these verses in particular. What, what sort of a thought attracted me to, for tonight, very quickly, because i only got 10 minutes, is the instance, instances in Scripture where we can see God dealing with two or three people. You know, and if we go back to creation, there was two people. Two people in a perfect environment. Two people that lived like in a place that we could never even imagine. Mm-hmm. A place where there wasn't a weed. A place where there wasn't a thorn. A place where there wasn't a thistle. A place where there was no... I know there are simple things in life. And maybe we can get on without them, get on with them. But then of course we can go to deeper things, deeper things that we got to put up with. You know, whatever, I don't go down our road tonight. You know, terrible things this goes on. Nothing, none of this went on there. And you were these two people. And in perfect, in a perfect position, in a perfect place. Mm-hmm. And then we read only that God came down into the very midst of them. And I'm fair. can you imagine that? What that must have been like in that day, in that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When things are great, when things are good, God came down, mm-hmm. and not when things were good, when things were perfect. Mm-hmm. God came down into the midst of them and had fellowship with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it must have been a, a wonderful, wonderful time <clears throat> there in the Garden of Eden. Of course, we know that it, it never lasted. I don't, I, I, for how long that went on, I don't know, mm-hmm. we don't know. But we know don't we, that uh, sin entered that garden, and because of that, we are where we are today. God being with people in the good times. That's nice, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, when, when you've got a, a full church of 50, 60 people, you know, God is in the midst of them. The, the good times. You know, we are here tonight, and we quote this verse because we are a few number, mm-hmm. but we realise that God is here <coughs> in the good times, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Anne Allison said about the pr- the prayer meeting. I, you know, I can remember meetings, uh, myself, where there'd been one or two of us there, or, or, or maybe in the oceans three, two or three <laughs> of us there, uh, and we've had some of the, the most blessed times, because God comes in the good times of our lives. And I had to move on very quickly, so this is going to be a whistle-tops tour through the Bible, we, can, we 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 realise that God is with us in the bad times. You know, one of my favourite stories of, of uh, uh, all time is found in the book of Daniel, where we have these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, Anu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: other one, and of course, you know, these people were uh, had been taken from Israel. They had been taken captive into this, into this, uh, the Babylon, and uh, there they, they got on. In fairness, God seemed to it that uh, they got on. And of course, when you get on in life, people get jealous of you. And uh, they, tra- they tricked these people. They had, they had uh, what's his name? Nebuchadnezzar to build this thing, and they were to worship. When the band played, they were to worship. And they would and they would bow down before Nebuchadnezzar. But the or the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. But these these three loved God. Loved God so much. It's an incredible story about these three these three people, how they how they loved God. And of course we know don't we that the, the punishment for it, they know they those little men they went running off to Nebuchadnezzar? Shout on the band, they
3: going up, building down. like that. Uh, you know, we we can get the we can get the
2: flames going, and and of course we you know to me that it was that the Bible tells us that they built that furnace up bigger than they ever did. People actually died putting them in there, and then the next day, they, Nebuchadnezzar went to have a look, which I, I can't get my head around what he was expecting to see. <laughs> I have got to be honest, and he said. Uh, he looked in there and he said didn't you chuck three (laughs) in?" i don't know what he was expecting to see i don't know i mean i would have been expecting to just clean the dust out but he was looking down he must have been expecting to see three i think because i know he he was a guy that didn't really want to be doing these things it seemed like to me anyway Mm -hmm. and yet uh he was sort of cajoled into doing these things and he looked uh, in there, and he said, Didn't we stick three in there? <coughs> and I said, Now there's four in it and one like unto the Son of Man. Where two or three are gathered mm-hmm. together there they might in the midst. In the good times, in Eden, in the bad times, in the terrible times, in the, in the fiery furnace, mm-hmm. Christ is with us
0: mm-hmm. there there but
2: what as he is with them he's with us he's always with us he never leaves us nor forsakes us and when they walked out of there not even smelling of fire you no know, i smell of fire and i just got one in my living room but these never never even smelled the only thing i've on them was the ropes of their hands <laughs> you know one incredible incredibly god was with them there, Amen. and and, his pro- and as Alison said, his promises are sure. Where the two or three, they were gathered in his name. You know, he, they said, and they he said, he said, if he, if we we serve the Lord, and if he brings us through it, if if he doesn't bring us through it, well we won't spend eternity like with him. If he brings us through it, well all, all, problem And he brought them through it because he was in there. With them, I thank God tonight that He's always with us. Mm. Mm. Whatever we go through, whether it's good times or it's bad times, no fiery furnace time th- times. <laughs> now we can go to the New Testament very quickly. The time is drawing to a close, <laughs> and because my screen has gone off, I and mean, this is all to the top of my head now, from here, <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. We can look at many instances, I suppose, when we look through the New Testament. I was thinking of um, Mary and Joseph, means it's Christmas. And Joseph in that stable bear mm. And all of a sudden, Jesus was in the midst of them. Mm. You know, and there, in the midst of them, in flesh. You imagine mm. that? how amazing is that? Where the two or three of God had in my name, I'd be there in the midst.
3: He might not be changed.
2: Huh? Hallelujah. And then, of course, I was thinking of the cross. There, there was there was two there, hanging on the cross, mm-hmm. and in the midst of them was Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know that one was saved, the other one wasn't. The other one wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he was there in the midst of them. But the what the other thing that comes to me is that he can be there in the the good times. He can be in the in the in the really bad times, and he can be there in those sad times. Those where we. Uh, maybe a disappointed times mm-hmm. remember the two on the road to Emmaus mm-hmm. I know Christ had come, Christ had uh, died Christ had risen again by this time but they were disappointed mm-hmm. they thought this was the one and now he's gone and Jesus draws up to them mm-hmm. and talks to them mm-hmm. and they tell them he te- they tell him his woes and uh, he tells them amazing things mm. about himself that we read of back there in Genesis, where a lot of people don't believe mm. uh, should be in the Bible. You know, or it's just a fable there. Jesus is referring back to that, that time, mm. and, to, and he brings his, his life story right the way through to them. You know, and Jesus is in the very midst of them in, that, in those sad times. And you know, it's nice to know that God is there then. When when we are down, when we are t- maybe mourning the loss of loved ones, you know, there have been people that have mourned the loss of loved ones. That Jesus is always there yeah. with us. Yeah. You no, know, and then finally, the same two. He's there in those happy times because mm. he, he was because he have gone on, but they invited it, them to invite them in, and they broke bread together. Mm and their eyes oh. and they said uh, to one another, dinner arts, burn within us mm-hmm. you know because he was there with us mm-hmm. all the time you know Jesus gave them a, a sermon like no other sermon and when they realised who it was that gave them that sermon they, they, then they, they thought they might have had a bit of a heartburn but they realised <laughs> that it wasn't the a they were having their rats were burning within them mm-hmm. because of who mm-hmm. was walking with her uh, Jesus himself, God, uh, the creator God, was walking along that road mm. with them. You know, when they turned around, and what took them a couple of hours to get, it took them a couple of minutes to get back. Mm. They wanted to tell people who, they, who, they, who they'd been with, who they had seen, yeah. Jesus. Jesus was alive, mm. and he's not just alive, that he's with them. Mm. But Jesus said me that, uh, before he died that it was important that he goes Is when he goes he will send his spirit mm-hmm. and you know each and every one of us now has his spirit living within us
0: mm-hmm.
2: where the two or three are gathered in my name there am i in the midst yes it might be slightly out of context mm-hmm. when, we, when we say it like that but it's a fact
0: mm-hmm.
2: because he has promised that he will never leave us mm-hmm. nor forsake us mm-hmm. In any situation,
0: the yourself.
3: Amen. Amen. Right. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. So our verse for tonight comes from Psalm 103, and it is one of my favourite verses in the Bible. It is a psalm outlining the benefits of knowing God and the promises. Of, that, that, that God uh, tells us that we get from knowing Him. The first benefit listed is that of forgiveness. This leads the list because it is foundational for all the rest. It's vital to realise the barrier between God and us due to sin is completely removed. There can be no joy, no worship, and no excitement about life, unless we know that that which separates us from God is once and finally removed. But what does forgiveness mean? We understand forgiveness only by a poor analogy. Our forgiveness is not comparable to God's. When you or I forgive, it is for the moment. But God's forgiveness does not fluctuate. From bitterness to forgiveness and back to bitterness. Some people are pretty bad when it comes to holding grudges. They never want to let go of anything that any living thing does to them, human or animal. I came across this story. One General Oglethorpe once said to preacher John Wesley, I never forgive and I never forget. To which Wesley replied, Then, sir, I hope you never sin. It's mm-hmm. sad to think that some people never forgive and never forget. Mm-hmm. Such people are bound to live miserable lives. We need to be thankful that our God is not like that. Mm-hmm. God wants to forgive us because he is love. Mm-hmm. He is quick to forgive. When we respond to him, he responds quickly to us in forgiveness. What is the extent uh, God's What is the extent of God's forgiveness of us? Well, the word describing the extent is simple but powerful: all. It's not that God forgives certain sins but not others, some sins but not all, all sins before coming to Christ but not after. The good news is that God, because of Christ, forgives all our sins. When we as Christians wallow in guilt, imagining that the weight of God's wrath bears down to on us and not on Christ we forgot our status in Christ uh, Ephesians 1 verses 7 to 8 say, In Christ we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that God lavished on us and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And lastly, Isaiah 6, verse 7 Your guilt is taken away. With the first benefit of sins forgiven and of our lives being made whole, we can have confidence that our status has changed and that God's working in our life is to preserve us not destroy us God has reached down and pulled us out of the pit out of the mouth of destruction this comes at a cost there is a price paid as we are purchased forgiveness for us is free Mm -hmm. but it is never cheap Mm -hmm. for God to pull you out of the clutches of hell God descended with to suffer and die Mm -hmm. on the cross he bore the full weight of our sins on his body when he those final words. It is finished. Whatever debt is owed by us to God is once and for all paid. The penalty is over as God the Son bore our penalty. The Times newspaper publishes the prices paid for art objects in all of the sage of the world. If a painting is sold in New York, or Paris, or Rome, or London, the Times gives the full details of the sale. You can judge the value of the painting by the price paid for it. And we can judge our value by the price Jesus paid for us. The depths into which he had to reach in order to redeem us. We can't say that we have paid for any of it, because, as the old hymn says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin, sin has left a crimson stain. He washed it, wiped the snow. It's odd. that so many people waste years seeking happiness. But always end up short. You can't create happiness. It is given to you. Because of Christ, God has for us. The greatest satisfaction ever. Mm -hmm. In light of forgiveness, eternal health, redemption and crowns, what could provide greater satisfaction? We are told that he satisfies our desires with good things. Mm -hmm. This sounds like I get what I want. Whatever I desire, he gives me. But that is not the case. Remember the words of Jesus given in the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. When we seek God's righteousness, he grunts it. Psalm 107 verse 9 says, He has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul. He is filled with what is good. A famous surgeon was seldom seen on the streets without a beautiful, fresh rose in his repair. His friends wondered why these buds stayed fresh for so long a time. When they asked him his secret, he turned back the flap of his coat and revealed a little bottle of water into which the stem of the flower had been inserted. So it is with believers. If our lives draw from the great resources of the Lord Jesus, who is in us, the water of life, we will grow more fragrant and beautiful as the days and weeks go by. When God forgives sins, they are forgotten. He does not remember them anymore. It's the devil who continually tries to remind us of our past sins. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. We deserve judgment and punishment. But, God wipes the slate clean. Why will God not treat us as our sins deserve? When we do deserve punishment for our sins, it's because of His amazing grace. That's why God is compassionate, God is loving, abounding in love. God is slow to become angry, God is patient, God is gracious, God is merciful. It's because of who God is that he will not treat us as our sins deserve. It's not because of us. It's all because of him. Mm -hmm. Romans 4, verses 7-8 says, Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is a man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Mm -hmm. You might have heard this story before. But it illustrates God's grace so well. When the books of a certain Scottish doctor were examined after his death, it was found that a number of accounts were crossed out with a note for given too poor to pay. But the doctor's wife demanded that (coughs) that these accounts be paid and proceeded to sing for the money. The judge asked one question. Is this your husband's handwriting? When she replied that it was, the judge said, Then there is no court in the land that can get this money, since he has written forgiven. Forgiven? Too poor to pay? That's us. We are too poor to pay the price for our sins. That's why Christ paid the price for us. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removes our transgressions. East and West can never meet. This is a symbolic portrait of God's forgiveness. When he forgives our sin, he separates us from it he separates it from us and doesn't even remember it.
0: <coughs>
3: we need never wallow in the past, for God forgives and forget forgets. God has wiped our record clean we will never meet our sins again God has separated us from them forever You mm-hmm. can't stress that point enough as the passages in the Bible tell us Isaiah 38 verse 17 he casts our sins behind his back Isaiah 1.18 he makes our scarlet sins white as snow And Hebrews 8 verse 12 he remembers them no more and this is another one I like Micah 7 you will treat our sins sorry you will tread our sins underfoot Mm -hmm. and hurl all our iniquities Mm -hmm. into the depths of the sea Mm -hmm. one day a fellow was visiting with his pastor in the parsonage he picked up a book that was on the stand and began to read suddenly he shouted glory! praise the name of the Lord the pastor asked what's the matter with you? The visitor replied This book says that in certain places the sea is five miles deep Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right Pastor, what of it? The visitor answered Why? The Bible says that my sins have been cast into the depths of the sea and it's that deep I'm not afraid of they coming up again
0: (laughs) The pressure
3: of the water is so great there that if the largest battleship could be sunk to that depth, it would be crushed as the shell. That's what happened to our sins, never able to surface again. God's love and all these benefits from Him are not fickle or changeable, not momentary or short-lived, not unpredictable or random. No, God will love us and be faithful to these promises from everlasting to everlasting. So what wonderful benefits then when we, we have when we are part of God's family. Forgiveness of sins, healing of diseases, deliverance from troubles, divine love and compassion towards us, the giving of good things to us, justice for the oppressed, God's willingness to reveal himself to us, divine, divine compassion, grace, patience and love to us forgetting our sins, restraining his just anger, the actual removal of our transgressions, and a guarantee that he will be all these things to us, from everlasting to everlasting. The psalmist ends with an exhortation to praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praising God means remembering what he has done for us. Fearing him, and obeying his commands, and doing his will. So, let us strive to make our lives praise the Lord, mm. as we forget not all his promises, benefits. Amen. Amen.
4: Nice. Evening everybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, before I start right? I just gotta say that I was roped in last minute for this, <laughs> <laughs> so I am hoping you don't have very good memories. <laughs> um, right, one second. So my promise, you you've heard it a couple of times already, right? So cheers, Dave. <laughs> Can be found in Deuteronomy thirty-one. So I'll just I'll start by reading um, Deuteronomy thirty-one. Um, so this is the first eight verses. Uh, there Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from, from before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og the kings of the Amorites, and their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage for you must go with the people to this land which the lord has sworn to their fathers to give them and you shall cause them to inherit it and the lord he is the one who goes before you he will be with you he will not leave you nor forsake you mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. fear nor be dismayed
0: yeah.
4: um, so yes yeah, so my fav- this is my favorite verse and um, so uh, the uh, the promise obviously we're looking at is um, be strong and of good um, be strong of good courage do not be afraid or terrified of them, for Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave you, nor forsake you. So there are many situations in the Bible where people have been put in, put um, into places that are not familiar with them. And Moses is a big big example of this. A person who was who was put into many situations that he wouldn't have dreamt of when he was growing up as a prince of Egypt, from coming up to getting, coming up against Pharaoh, becoming a leader of the Israelites who we all remember after listening to um, David series back um, I think at the start of the year, <laughs> uh, that they, you know, they weren't a good uh, people to deal with. How he was able to cope with all this can be read when he first encountered God at the burning bush, which we find in Exodus chapter 3. Uh, Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 to 14. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from the land to the good and the large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jubasites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and you shall be a sign to you that I have sent to. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on the mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, I say say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am, has sent me to you. The key phrase being, I will be with you. Everything that Moses did after that point, he was able to do because God was with him. And although, as we all know, it was no plain sailing from that point, the fact that God was involved made it all possible. To be honest, I do find uh, Moses a bit annoying when he was first asked by God to do his work, but when I thought about it, we, should, we would all be the same. What God was asking Moses to do was no mean feat, and as we all know, he achieved a lot of things through God during his 120 years on earth. The verse that I mentioned at the beginning, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of them the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave you nor save you. This is Moses himself telling the people of Israel what God has promised him all those years ago at the burning bush. Moses also says something similar to Joshua in the next couple of verses. Moses went from someone who thought he was not good enough to do God's work. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel to Egypt? Uh, to some, something that he says to God a few times during the start of his journey with God. He turned into someone who had their full trust in the fact that God was always with him, so much so that he was able to tell everyone else at the end at the end of his life. We can still use these verses today to help us get through life. They are actually my wallpaper or my iPad. Just as a reminder that if I ever need it, there is always someone in my corner, whatever I am going through in life. That is God's promise to us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. My little card says the future is as bright as the promises of God. <coughs> and I think we heard tonight that our future is very bright bright because God's promises are absolutely <coughs> wonderful. Amen. Dave, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Right? I I just I've never thought of it that way before about God being there with you know, the two of us and and, the, and and the three of us, and wherever we go, you know, me and Paul always mm-hmm. like to go and have a little coffee down in Costas. He's there mm-hmm. with us, even in, in something so mundane. It's just mm-hmm. such a wonderful thing to know that um, uh, God is with us in those circumstances as well. And, and just the way that you, you put that over tonight, was, I thought was
3: really, really good.
1: Take that praise and that not happen again. <laughs> and then what? What Janice told us? What? What is just so wonderful to know that we've been forgiven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, what more do we need to know that tonight that we've been forgiven and those mm-hmm. sins that um, can come back to haunt us sometimes and will, but should not, because mm-hmm. God has forgotten them, mm-hmm. has chosen mm-hmm. not to remember. Mm-hmm. Those sins, and it's just absolutely wonderful that we are basking in His grace Mm. tonight, Um, and that we're such a privileged people uh, to know Him tonight. And then, of course, I think everyone's favourite He will never leave us or forsake us. Mm. People leave us, people that I've loved and known all my life have left me, and I felt forsaken and I felt Mm -hmm. I remember saying in my mother's funeral I feel like an orphan Mm -hmm. but you know what I never will be an orphan because God will never Mm -hmm. leave me Mm -hmm. and he'll never forsake me he'll always be my father no matter what we're going Mm -hmm. through good times, bad times, happy times wonderful times sad times Mm -hmm. he will never leave us or forsake us so it's been really wonderful tonight to know that our future is as bright as the promises of God. Um, so I was wondering if we could sing um, faithful one to finish off.